people are struggling right now. I think we would all agree with that statement, but the reality is we don't really know how people are struggling. And in this conversation, we take a chance to interview the people who have the real research, the Barna Group, on how people are actually struggling right now. We talk about five different dimensions of life and leaders. This is so crucial for us to know not only how people in our organizations, teams, or congregations are struggling, maybe how the staff around us may be struggling, but what about us? To be self-aware enough to be able to almost take an assessment during this podcast episode and to realize this is a problem for me. This is an area that I really need to focus on. And we talk about paying attention to what we pay attention to. And there are just areas we haven't paid good attention to. We haven't paid the correct attention to health in these five different dimensions that they talk about. We go all over the board in this time from talking about faith and spiritual vitality, finances, Are you stable? Are you worried? Are you concerned financially? Have you been hit in big ways through this pandemic season? What about your relationships? Do you have a close inner circle and a close outer circle right now? What do the numbers say about relationships and how they're struggling right now? What about vocation? Is what you do each day for both work, play, and the regular rhythms, is it purposeful and worthwhile in your life? And lastly, health. What about mental and physical health? How have they been upended during this time, what's actually going on. I loved this conversation. Quarterly, we bring Barna back on the podcast because they have really good research and we talk about these things every single week with coaching clients. So it's great to get the research. They have some exciting things coming up, but this is our quarterly chat with Barna Group asking what should we be paying attention to? We're going to talk about five dimensions of well-being so that we can flourish as people and as leaders. Well, Savannah, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Alan. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I love love the work that you guys do at Barna and feel like you guys are kind of partners uh, in so many ways. We're deep in the trenches with leaders having conversations all week long about a lot of the pain points um, that you guys in your research talk more about. Um, I have marked up many Barna monographs uh, in the past yeah. and probably will continue to. So grateful for the research that you guys have. And uh, you guys are doing some research around holism within leaders. Um, what led to that? What led you guys down that path to to begin that level of research? Sure. Well, we have been spending a lot of time in the last probably two to three years at Barna thinking about discipleship specifically and how we can just get better, I think, as the local church with discipleship and as as leaders, but also as congregants and lay people and Christian leaders in in other sectors, you know, not just only in the church, because we just need to we need to get better at discipleship. Um, we've seen trends at Barna where people, especially young people, are walking away from the church in in large numbers and large quantities. And so we've spent the last two to three years trying to figure out what does the church need to do in order to be strong moving forward. And one of the things that emerged out of that research was really this idea of holism, as you're calling it, or whole life discipleship, where if we want to lead people well, we need to begin thinking more strategically about leading the whole person 
So as we are emerging out of the COVID-19 pandemic as a society, as a world, and we're thinking about the future now, really for the first time in about 18 months, we're actually thinking about the future. We decided at Barna that it was time to pull this conversation forward again and to challenge leaders um, really to, to think strategically about whole life discipleship and leading the whole person. Yeah, I really look forward to reading this and kind of digging in more, even applying some of this uh, to our coaching as that's what we're all about with leaders. And so um, while you've primarily done the research in regards to churches, leaders listening, this is for us. Like this is so crucial. And I think it's even magnified or multiplied in our own lives Um, whether it's to a congregation, a company, a nonprofit. So excited to hear these. You guys have kind of grouped these into five dimensions. So why don't you walk us through these five dimensions, Savannah? Yeah, happy to. So when we think about um, what we're calling the five dimensions of human flourishing, it's basically just a, a fun and fancy way to categorize the different areas of holism that we need to be thinking about. And I think that's a great point, Alan, that yes, we're, we're talking about um, us as leaders leading other people in these five dimensions, but also we need to think about, are we leading ourselves in these five dimensions? Are we healthy in these five dimensions? We've got some data, um, some pastor data on that as well, how, how leaders are doing in these areas. But um, so, so to outline the five for us, so the first dimension is faith obviously, um, which is something that Barna, um, I would say it's a dimension that's unique to Barna. There are a lot of research companies right now and a lot of institutions that are thinking about leading the person, but what makes us unique in our research of this topic is the faith dimension. So the faith dimension is essentially a high-level rating of spiritual vitality, and um, whether or not people are desiring to place Jesus first in one's life. So really, really, that's the idea behind the faith dimension um, is we're trying to come at that idea from multiple different angles. We we also address the belief um, and the authority of the Bible. But essentially, it's, it's just, does this matter to you as a person? Is this um, a principal priority in your life? Um, so that's that's the faith dimension. And then our second dimension is relationships. And that has this is a dimension that most certainly has been disrupted during the pandemic. So it's it's very important for us to consider for our own lives and, and for the lives of those we're leading. Um, the relationship dimension essentially measures satisfaction and contentment with our inner circle, with with our close relationships and our friendships. So are we are we truly content with how our relationships are looking? And then thirdly is vocations. We have faith relationships and vocation, which we at Barna are defining vocation larger um, through a larger lens than just career. A lot of people, when they think vocation, they think career. But really, we like to define vocation more so as just one's daily activity. So how do you spend your time? And do you feel like, you are spending your time in a worthwhile sort of a way, in a purposeful sort of a way, because that, uh, that truly, that variable of, of um, believing that the things that you do are worthwhile really statistically is very significant in predicting and pointing to flourishing and well-being overall. So that's vocation. And then the final two, we've got finances. So um, really this is just 
stability when it comes to finances. It's not necessarily are you in a high socioeconomic status class or, or whatnot, um, or have you lost your job? It's, it's more big picture. It's really just um, are you are you living with worry about finances? Are you um, living day to day in a in a sort of um, like close fisted sort of sort of way? And then health is the last one. Thanks for hanging with me, Alan. Health is the last one. You're doing um, great. So Keep this going. Is, okay. Uh, both physical and mental health. So how, how are we doing and how do we rate ourselves in those areas? So that's the, when we're talking about the whole person and we're going we're gonna to spend our time together today talking about it, we're talking about these five dimensions, faith, relationships, vocation, finances, and health. And as you go through those, Savannah, I'm thinking about, pretty much every coaching conversation. And we ask the conversation of life and leadership. So, you know, any question, any conversation we have, family's on the table. Um, You know, faith can be on the table, health, vocation, relationships. I love that you guys are digging in here. Is there one that has tanked or taken a bigger hit than the others in the last few years? Yeah, it's a really important question to ask. I think right now, for this moment in time, vocation is probably the easiest one to to pull forward, since that's a major conversation that, especially here in the United States, that we're having right now. Our research suggests, we conducted research in the summer of 2021, really thoroughly on these, these five dimensions, and we found that six in 10 Americans, so 60%, say that they are seriously reconsidering their work um, or they have already you know, taken the plunge and left their job, but they're, they're in a season of reconsidering their vocation. So even things like I'm looking for better pay or I just, I want a, an entirely different type of role or occupation, like I wanna switch industries um, it's it's really remarkable how even people in their 40s and early 50s are expressing sentiments like that these days, um, both inside and outside of the church. I mean, this is not just a Christian issue. This is not just a non-Christian right. issue. Vocational satisfaction overall really, really has tanked. So. What do you think is some major contributing factors? I have ideas. I've had plenty of conversations, but what do you think is behind that? Yeah, we don't know for sure from our research what has triggered the significant decline in vocational satisfaction, but some things that we have observed, um, and of course, like you said, lots of conversations are happening, lots of people are researching this, so um, stress definitely has a lot to do with it. Um, People are significantly stressed. We've actually, we've observed in our research that people who were like workaholics, truthfully, before the pandemic, um, really got the opportunity to reevaluate their priorities over the course of the pandemic. Um, you know, stories of people who never took vacation or maybe took a couple, a handful of their vacation days every year, reevaluating that life decision and choosing to to take lots of vacation in 2021. Um, things like that, the re- reevaluation of priorities and and. Um, maybe even how they're treated in the workplace, people reevaluating that, people prioritizing their mental health. It's, it's. I would say, probably in summary, our research suggests that there has just been massive amounts of reflection, personal self-reflection, vocationally, and that has led to 
60% of Americans saying, no, I'm reconsidering things. It's going to be interesting two years from now to see what the effects are of this. I get kind of excited before some major shakeups, but I also realize that that has to make its way through a lot of different organizations and teams, and there will be good transitions and bad and hard ones as well that happen through that. Um, talk about relationships a little bit. Um, what has sure. been really the impact that the research is finding on relationships um, through this extended pandemic season? What we found is that when we're talking about relationships with people, and again, this is Christians and non-Christians alike, leaders and non-leaders, everybody, there are, um, as we've been processing who our relationships are the past 18 months or you know what place people play in our lives or what places they hold in our lives, really are two different levels of friendship or relationship that have emerged. We've got our inner circle and our outer circle. And what our research has shown at Barna is that the inner circle has improved. Um, in fact, we asked adults, would you say that your um, closest relationships, those closest to you, we asked, have those relationships improved? And 18% of adults say that it has greatly improved and 48% say that it has somewhat improved. So that's just about seven in 10 Americans to a certain degree say, so that's the majority for sure, say that my closest relationships have actually improved during the pandemic. That's how they have been affected. So we see a lot of Americans identifying that that inner circle has been strengthened. However, when we talk about that outer circle, um, that is that is the circle of relationships that has been weakened. So when we're talking about leading the whole person, we need to understand that a lot is in flux right now when it comes to relationships, that the inner circle maybe is stronger than ever um, for 70% for of the people we're leading. But, but the outer circle is struggling. So, for example, um, when we ask specifically just about friendships and, and we ask if, um, if adults have close friends who live near them, who know them well and support them, uh, just trying to categorize, like, who lives within a, a radius um, of, you, of you in your home, who lives close by that, that you could really trust, like, who is within your system that you could really touch, trust. We see that only 37% of Americans strongly agree with that statement. So while the inner circle has been strengthened, those pre-existing relationships, there is this level of struggle when it comes to um, building that trust with the outer circle of friendships. Yeah, what makes total sense for so many different reasons that we don't have time to explore today. Um, talk about finances. How have people been impacted financially from the research? Right, this is a big question, isn't it? Um, we, so we actually find that only 25%, so that's one in four Americans, say that right now they're actually less financially healthy as a result of the pandemic. So I think... The, the media perhaps portrayed the pandemic as this major financial crisis for all Americans that was going to radically hit all of us um, in, a, in a really painful sort of a way. 
And in fact, it, truthfully, only about one in four Americans were hit um, financially. But we did see that many Americans started to say, no, I'm, I'm more careful with my money. I'm more thoughtful with where I, I spend my money. That doesn't necessarily mean that they've stopped giving generously to churches or nonprofits. Very few churches actually have seen a decline in giving over the last 18 months when we're talking about just numeric amount of, of money that's coming into churches. But, but overall, we're seeing that there's more care. And uh, we at Barna, we actually think that's probably a good thing that people really kind yeah. of, you know, pulled out their budgeting apps and started to um, be more strategic with their finances. It sure makes sense with the really return to intentionality that we only have so much time, so much energy, and so much finances. The great revealer um, that has been COVID has uh, shown some things that were out of line, and we've tightened the belt in some ways and refocused in other ways. So certainly that's what I'm uh, seeing, hearing, and experiencing from other people uh, talk about faith. Are there some pain points right now among the faith or spiritual vitality of the folks that you've studied? Yeah. Yeah. If you were to ask me, Alan, what is the biggest pain point we're seeing uh, out of all of our research? Because faith is obviously the thing that we at Barna are, are exploring the most thoroughly, truthfully. I would say the biggest pain point is what role does religious practice and rhythm play in my life? That question is one that so many people are wrestling through. And it it has everything to do with the digital church conversation. It has everything to do with this, this holism conversation as well of just like, hmm, okay, well, I, I need to keep my spirit strong, but I also need to keep my soul healthy. And that means I need to go hiking, you know? And, and it's just, it's all, it's becoming... Um, much more complex conversation, this religious rhythm sort of conversation. And we find that especially among young people, people, um, uh, we surveyed people who were very actively involved and connected with a local church before the pandemic. So really think like your millennials who are really attending church frequently and they're giving and they're volunteering. We talked to them and surveyed them and we found that one in five of those young people admitted to us in our research that they are seriously reconsidering um, their faith practices right now. They're drifting from their faith practices. They admit that. And um, they're, they're really reevaluating things. And so what our encouragement to leaders is right now, as Barna, is um, to, to maybe spend some time reflecting and asking, asking yourselves even the hard question of um, why is church attendance important? Why is religious rhythm important? Why is this something that we need to make a part of our life? Something we need to prioritize and encourage others to prioritize and not just to accept the answer of, oh, this is something I've always done, right? So this is something I'm gonna continue to do. We need to think more deeply about that because the implications for this faith dimension really are, are notable. Yeah, huge. And a lot of churches are wondering uh, what church attendance is going to sort of settle out and be for the next season, which of course impacts a lot of other things. Um, again, curious to see two years from now what we'll know that we don't currently know. 
Um, last category is huge health, uh, mental and physical. Let's talk about mental health first. What are your studies revealing about mental health? Sure. So we are finding that a lot of people, especially younger generations, right? That's no surprise, but a lot of people are admitting that they are struggling with um, their mental health right now. So to, to maybe put some numbers around what we're seeing in our research. So we asked people, um, do you feel, do you frequently like at least once a month, do you frequently feel this following feeling strongly? And then we listed a bunch of feelings. And so like loneliness, it's 45% of Americans say that they feel that at least once a month. Depressed is 46. So that's interesting that lonely and depressed are like landing at exactly the same proportion in our, our population today. Anxiety or anxious is at 55%. So that's past that, that middle of the road threshold, that 50% mark. And then stress, um, tops list, no surprise there, truthfully, at 61%. So people are feeling this really frequently. And then um, we dug a little deeper and asked, okay, well, for those of you who say that you feel this or you experience this, let's let's rate some, some levels of intensity. So um, tell me, so we asked these responses, tell me if that feeling that you're experiencing is very intense or unbearable. And it's about one in 10. One in 10 Americans feel all of these things, um, give or take a few percentage points, but it's hanging right around there. One in 10 say that they experience this frequently into a point where it's really unbearable. Um, and so that's that's a cause for concern that think about it. You're walking down the street, one in 10 people that you pass is experiencing a mental health struggle um, to a point that that feels almost unbearable for them. Wow. So much there. Um, last piece of that, uh, physical health. What are you learning about the physical health of those you've studied? Right. So this always surprises people that we we choose to talk about physical health with our research. And we we um we do because it's it's very important. And we have found that especially with the Gen X generation, so that's people in their 40s and early 50s. Um, they're admitting to us that they're they're kind of struggling with their physical health and fitness. And if we're talking about the whole person, we need to talk about leading the whole person, right? So um, overall, we see that 65% of adults say that over the course of the last year, they have stayed physically fit and healthy. So that that's the majority, but that's there's a notable minority there um, that, that we need to notice about, you know, one in three, truthfully one in three Americans admit that they've not stayed physically fit and healthy. So when we're talking about the whole person, we can't forget that physical health is a really important part of that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Again, so much here, leaders listening, have conversations about these five areas, faith, finances, relationships, vocation, and health. There are discipleship opportunities below all of these. And frankly, there are conversations we need to be having with close friends and our spouse even um, to say, where am I not okay? And it's okay to not be okay. We just need to be talking about these things. That's part of why we're going to have some of these uncomfortable conversations here on the podcast. Um, Savannah, thanks so much. And thank um, the Barna team for us, for the research that you guys do. I'm curious um, if you guys are suggesting some ways forward, some crucial next steps um, to be able to see overall health 
improved, especially among leaders in this next season? Sure. So we at Barna, we are going to really sink our teeth into this over the course of the next six to eight months. We, we really believe this is a very important conversation for us to have. So we are going to be releasing a book on the these five dimensions of flourishing and then some additional items as well. And we're, we're producing an assessment tool that can go along with these, um, these dimensions. It'll be totally free. So all of that will be coming in February of 2022. So keep an eye out. Um, you're welcome to just get on our email list if you want to stay up to date with, with the news of our books and, and the releases of those books, barna.com. Um, but just keep an eye out. February 2022 is when we're really going to announce this, this massive initiative to focus on leading the whole person and, and holism. So that's that's your next step. If you're interested, follow along with us throughout 2022. Awesome. Well, we love having you guys on here. And again, we view you guys as a partner. Um, you guys do such amazing front-end work on the research, and that allows us to more confidently lean into the things that we have either as hunches or conversations all day long um, with leaders. We have Barna on the podcast quarterly at least to have these kind of conversations. So let's have you and the team back on. Let's talk about that. Let's highlight the assessment um, here in the next few months. But Savannah, thanks for what you do. Thanks for this conversation. Thank you. You got it, Alan. I'll be back soon. <laughs>